Good morning, everybody. Shabbos daf kuf mem gimel kuf chazorei so daf kuf mem beis di gemara daf kuf mem beis focused on the concept of something which becomes a basis when somebody puts a dvar muksa on top of something else. The item on the bottom, the container, the holder of the base becomes a basis, and you're not allowed to move it. The gemara discuss when it applies when it does not apply. It only applies when you specifically put it there. However, if you forgot it there, that it does not become a basis. Then today, Beis Hashem, we're going to finish up with the halachas of muksa. The gemara kuf mem gimel manaf is going to focus on the concept of graf sharei, the heter that when something's very disgusting, our bana allowed to move it. Then, Beis Hashem, we're going to start the twenty second parak. Shabbos, Parak Chavis, which the Parak is going to start out with Alachas of Schita, the Alachas of Squeezing. So let's see, Helgi Gemara on the bottom left, Kuf Ben Bez, Ahmed Bez says, Helgi Gemara, we are two lines up from the bottom. The Gemara just said that Reva held that really he did not, he was not required to put anything on top of the meat because really he was able to move it because people normally eat raw meat. Now, so the Gemara makes a diak, time with the only reason why Reva said it's permissible for him to move the meat is because it's right to be eaten raw. However, if it was not right to be eaten raw, then Rav would hold that it was prohibited, even though you could give it to an animal to eat. It says the name of the Rav Kribbehut, this really asks the Gemara, do you mean to tell me that Rav holds like the Shita of Yehuda? That Yehuda is one who's always more machmer and Elchas Mokta, that Yehuda would hold in this case that it would be Mokta. So, says the Gemara, so that's what it sounds like. A Rabbah holds like Yehuda asks the Gemara of Amarava. But Rabbah said, Lishamit, Shamish, Tabali, Baramza, you roast for me a duck. And this is referring to Anyamtiv, Vishadimaya, Lishunra. And he said, throw, throw the innards of the animal, of the, of the duck. To a cat, so you see that they do not hold like a Yehuda, because according to Yehuda, lechera should be muksa because this is food that you're throwing to the animals. So lechera, according to Yehuda, it would be muksa. And to the Gemara, hasam kivan the mitzrach died till vayim yasmal. And to the Gemara, no, over there, since the insides of the animal would be disgusting if you left it over, therefore, already from erev yamtiv, he planned on throwing it to his animal, and therefore, it's considered myachal behema and erev yamtiv. And Yehuda would agree in this case that it would not be muksa, and that's why, no, in our case specifically, Yehuda rather held that you're able to throw the inside of the animal to the cat. However, in our case, if the meat was not was not right for the person, and it was only right for the animal. Rabbi Hall, that would be mukta. And says the Gemara will bring your rayach. And I'm established. Rabbi Kibud Rishrile says the Gemara will bring a proof that Rabbi holds like a Yehuda the Warmach Mershita and Hachos Mukta. The Darish Rabbi, because Rabbi said Ishalei Kanes the Beit Zayitz. A woman's not to go into the storage house where she keeps the wood that she's going to use to burn. Little man, I to take a stick of wood. Allah is that since it is designated to be burned, Allah should not take that to use for something else because that would be an issue of Nailat Vaid. Shnishbarar Aslat Sikubiyamtiv. And the stick which breaks in Yamtiv, Allah is, you're now to use for, for burning wood on Yamtiv, for firewood on Yamtiv. And says the Gemara, the fish might seek the Kalim, seek the Shiver Kalim, because says Rava, because you're only allowed to use a regular Kalim too for, for burning, but you're not allowed to use Kalim which broke, because once they break, there's an is- issue of Naila, and that is, that's an issue of Muksa, which only Rehuda ascribes to. So says the Gemara, Shema, we know we have a clear proof that Rava holds like a Rehuda and does not hold like a Shimon, because Shimon would hold in, our, in this case that you would be allowed to burn even with the broken pieces. So says the Gemara, we have a clear, clear proof that Rava like the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. That a person is allowed to get rid of the bones and the shells which are on the table. Rashi explains because Rabbi Shami held they're not muqsa. You have to remove the whole tablecloth and then shake it off. You're not allowed to directly move them because they are muqsa and therefore you're not allowed to move them. You have to shake them off. You are allowed to take off from the table the peru and the crumbs of bread which are less than a kazayas, the share, and the outside of the pods for the peas and the outside of the barley because it is fit to give to the animals and therefore it's not muktza. It says the Mishnah Svog a sponge if it has a leather handle if it has a handle the Allah is allowed to use it to wipe things up on Shabbos and if not you are not allowed to use for, you are not allowed to use it to wipe things up on Shabbos and what the discussion in our Mishnah revolves around Rashi and other Mishnah learn that it's an issue of it's an issue of squeezing when it has a handle we're not worried they're going to squeeze it exactly what the difference between what 
what type of handle it has and why the handle makes a difference is definitely a discussion. The Mishayim over here, and they handle and they discuss Shitas Rashi and other Pshatim why it makes a difference if it has a handle or not. Says the Gemara Vachamar Vachamche Benkach Benkach Nital B'Shavas Yenu Kabel Tomon Benkach Whether it has a handle, whether it does not have a handle, Allah is allowed to move it on Shabbos. It's not Muksa and it's not Makabel Tomon because it's not made out of a Kliates or any type of material which is Tomei and therefore it is not Makabel Tomon. Says the Halgi Gemara Amar Ibn Achman says Ibn Achman Anu Einlan LeBeshamim Kerb Yehuda LeBeshal Kerb Shimon says Ibn Achman I flip the Shitas in our Mishnah that in our Mishnah Beshamim is the more makel opinion and held that the Kliates and the shells and the bones are not Muksa. Beshal was one who was more Machmer and held that they are Muksa, which is very strange. In general, we assume that Beshamim is always the Machmer, Beshal is always the Makel. Says Rav Nachman, so therefore I flip around the shitas and I say that Bishamah is one who said that it is Muktzah like a shita Rav and Mishnah was one who was Mekel and held like Rav Shimon. Taisavir points out that in Mitzachtas Idias, the Mishnahis over there count off the places which Bishamah is more Mekel and Bishal is more Machmer, and does not count this as one of the cases. But so Taisavir says that we can't bring a Rai from there because the Lamaisa we have a Mishnah over here, so therefore there's no Rai from there. But Lamaisa, that Mishnah does sound like Rav Nachman. Again, this idea that Bishamah is always the Machmer, Bishal is always the Mekel, or in most cases Bishal is the Mekel and Bishamah is more Machmer, is something to think about. Something to work on exactly this concept is there an idea that a place that can be a place that was generally more machmer or generally more makel is that based on his tunis and is that based on his mahalachachayim definitely something interesting to think about says the helgi gemara vayter maravim of the national the mission said you're allowed to clear up the table the krum says the gemara says rabbi yechonah rabbi yechonah and purim shemek kazayis also loved the miyad just to prove to rabbi yechonah rabbi yechonah held that even crumbs which are less than the kazayis halachas you're not allowed to get rid of them from, with your hand and so therefore the gemara is making a diak the mission didn't say you're allowed to throw them off the table the mission said you specifically have to clear them off the table so you see clearly like rabbi yechonah that you're not allowed to even even less than a kazayis of bread, because you have to treat them carefully, and you're not allowed to just destroy them. Says the Hilgi Gemara, right? Just shall find money. You're shimming less than muksa. So the Mishnah said you're allowed to move the pods, the the shells of the barley and the, of the of the beans because they are not muksa. Says the Gemara, it sounds like the, our Mishnah is going like Shimon shimming less than muksa. It does not hold to the concept of muksa. Or Shimon has a more lenient opinion of muksa. Says the Gemara, aim at safer. But then I'll tell you the safer. But says the Gemara, the safer. The end of the Mishnah says that if the sponge has a handle, then it's mutter to move. However, if it does not have a handle to us or to use to wipe it up because we're afraid that a person can end up squeezing because the place that he's holding the rag, the place he's holding the sponge, we're afraid he's going to squeeze it. So asks the Gemara, that's going to Shita of Yehuda because Yehuda holds that Darvashim Skavans also are ever according to Shita of Shimon Hell, Darvashim Skavans Mutter. He would hold that the case of the sponge, even if it did not have a handle, would be permissible because a person's not intending to squeeze it out. He doesn't care if it's okay to squeeze it out. So asks the Gemara, it sounds like the ratios of Shimon and now the state is of Yehuda. And says the Gemara, says the Gemara, no, even in this case, Rabbi Shimon would agree that it would be prohibited. Says the Gemara, even in this case, Rabbi Shimon would agree because it is inevitable that you're going to squeeze some of the liquid out. And in the case where it's obsecration, the case where it's for sure going to happen, Rabbi Shimon agreed that it is prohibited. Says the Hail Gigmar, right there, Hanagarin, and the Tamari, our Maisa, these pits of the dates from Syria, Shari, the Tatuna, the Alchaz, you're allowed to move them on Shabbat. Since they're Roy, Agav, there, since they're like Rashiv explains, that they are very cheap dates, they're not such good dates. And therefore, even on Shabbat, sometimes you would give them, you give the actual date to an animal. So therefore, since you would give the actual date to an animal, the pit also you give to the animal and therefore it is not muksa on Shabbos however says the Gemara however these Persian dates which Rash explains are more expensive they're better quality they are, the pits are prohibited to move on Shabbos because since this is the type of food the type of date which you would never give to your animal therefore in Arab Shabbos the the date was specifically going to be used for a person, and therefore the pit is going to be considered muksa. Says the Gemara, right there, Shmuel Matatlu Agav Rift. Says the Gemara, the Gemara is going to go through different anhogas of different amaraim and how they would move the pits of these things which you just said was muksa. So Shmuel would move it. He would put a piece of bread on top, and then he would move it. And says the Gemara, Shmuel Tamei Shmuel Lishitasa Damar Shmuel Oisad Mekalzach Repatz Kishmuel Lishitasa Hell that a person is allowed to do any of his trachim. He's allowed to use bread. He's allowed to use food for any of his needs, for any of his necessities. And therefore, even though over here it seemingly is denigrating the bread, he's not using 
using it to eat, Shmuel that is permissible. And therefore, Shmuel it was mutter to do this. Rabbah, says Gemara Matatu Agav, the kind of demayat, Rabbah would put a little bit of, he would take a bowl of water and he would move the pits that way. What he would do is he would gather them all together, so he would have a lot of them together. He would have a lot of these pits, a lot of these dates, to get a lot of these pits of the dates, and then it would be disgusting. And then he would have the heter of Graf Sharei, which we're going to see more about this in Mesechta's Be'abed Zashem, that when something's very disgusting, the Allah has permitted you to move it on Shabbos. So says the Gemara, Rav Nachman said, Rav Huna Be'abed Zashem, gather them all together, then it would be disgusting, they would move it. Says Gemara, Rav Hashem, 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 Rav Normally we say that allowed you if you have a situation where you have things which are disgusting, glad to remove them. But we don't say that you gotta make something disgusting so you can move it. used to spit them out with his tongue. Papa used to turn around and spit them behind the bed where he was eating. says they used to say about that would turn his face away from what he was eating and he would throw them away. So again, each one is Amaraim and Tanaim had different anhagas exactly how they get rid of these dates, but most of them held that they are muksa to some extent, and therefore they, they did not move them regularly. Hajjun Allah, Parak Naitalaspinay, we should be zechah to come back to Khazar and to live with the Allah that we learned in this parak. There is something interesting that Sam Saber points out that this Reb Zechariah of Kulas we do not find in many places in Shas. The other place we find it in Shas is in Masechus Gitin, where it is Ashkacha that we are right now in the nine days. Tishba was coming up. The Gemara over there says it is because of the Anvasanusei Shal Reb Zechariah of Kulas. Reb Zechariah of Kulas didn't want to report by Kamsa, and he, did, he didn't want to report or kill him. So therefore, the base of English was destroyed. Some Saver points out that Tesefta puts these two things together. Tesefta puts together this that used to be Machzor Pana Vacharamita Vizarka, and then right afterwards Tesefta says that 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 the um, the Savlanis, the patience of Reb of course, was the reason why the base was destroyed. Chasam Sefer and Gittin, if you take a look in the Chasam Sefer and Gittin, Daphne Vav, he explains what the connection between this Reb Zechariah of Kulas would turn and, and throw the seeds away behind where he was eating, and that the base of Migdash was destroyed. Very interesting. Pshat says the Hilgim Mishnah of Eiter Chavis Shenishbra Matzilin Eman Amazon Shalish Sudas says the Hilgim Mishnah. If a person has a barrel that broke on Shabbos, the Allah is he's allowed to save three the amount of three Sudas worth of food. He's not allowed to save more. We're going to see the more because we're afraid he's going to bring more kalim and carry them through Rosh Hashanah. So therefore, we only allow him. We only permit him to carry. Three meals worth of food. He's allowed to tell other people, and he's allowed to tell other people also, come and save food for yourself as long as he does not soak it up. He does not soak it up with a rag. We're going to see. The Gemara is going to say it could be of two issues. First of all, an issue of schita. If you soak too much, we're afraid that you're going to squeeze it out. Number two, we're going to see an issue of the chel. Now we're going to go through the sugis of schita, the issue of squeezing on shops. Which is the Malachim of Farak, which is the Tolda of Dash. It says in Mishnah, you not to squeeze fruit in order to get the liquid out. If the liquid came out by themselves, even though you do not squeeze them, Malachim is their prohibited to use on Shabbos. So, Rudah Ramuda says, if you have these fruit because you plan on eating them, is that if the liquid comes out, it's permissible. However, if you have the fruit around because you intend to drink them, you intend to drink the liquids, then the Allah is that even if it comes out by itself, we, it is prohibited to drink on Shabbos because we're afraid that a person is going to intentionally squeeze it. Says the Mishnah Shabbos. If you have these honeycombs which you started crushing up in Shabbos, and then some of the honey came out on Shabbos itself, it is prohibited. That is permissible since it started coming out on Shabbos. Therefore, we don't make exer. They're afraid you're going to intentionally do it on Shabbos itself, and therefore it was your is permissible. Says the Gemara, Tano, we learned, La Yisbek B'yayin, Allah you're not allowed to soak up with, you're not allowed to soak up the wine with a sponge, V'layach B'shem, and you're not allowed to use your hand to gather up the oil, Shlayas B'yayin, Shlayas B'chel, so you do not do it in the way that you normally do it during the week, an issue of, 
the top Tesis points out that our mission said there's an issue of using a sponge because we're afraid you're going to, to Srita. Our Gemara is saying that even if the, we, there would be no issue of Srita, for example, a case where the sponge would have a handle where there would be no issue of Srita, still you're not allowed to use it to soak up the wine because of an issue of the Now, again, we're going to see a few more cases of the here. Exactly, if anybody wants to go through all of the cases that our Gemara to- tells us about the Chal, all the cases we've had already, and we're going to have a few more, Bez Hashem, and try to figure out what the common denominator between them, what the common theme between all these cases it is something fascinating to really look into. Rabbi I believe says that it's really up to the Chacham every generation to define of the Chal. Definitely something to, to try to figure out. Definitely something to think about. It says the Gemara Tanar Abanan. The spaz of the pears b'chater. It says the Gemara. If the fruit got spread out in the chater, malaka malaka al yad al yad. The Allah is allowed to collect them one by one by your hand. And you're allowed to eat them. I've laid the sechasav. You're not allowed to collect all of them and put them in a basket to take them inside. Shall I ask you that choice of Chal again? Says the Gemara, an issue of doing it the way you would normally do it during the week. Says the Helgi Gemara Viter. Says the Helgi Gemara, who agrees to the sheet of Chachamim that when it comes to olives and grapes, which everybody uses them for their liquid, or most people use them for the liquid, Allah is that they are prohibited. Even even Rabbi Huda would agree to the Chachamim in this case that if the liquid comes out, it is Aser. Says my time, since it's a type of fruit that people specifically want the liquid, therefore the person specifically has in mind, has on his mind that he wants to drink the, the liquid and therefore we have Xera that he's going to do Shrita he's going to do it himself on Shabbos Vula Amar Rav Vula said the name of Rav Chalak Rav Huda disagreed even the case of this and Rav Huda held that the liquid comes out by itself Allah is it is permissible as long as you were you had them let and says the Gemara right to Rabbi Yechon and Rabbi Yechon and says Allah Rav Huda Paris Halacha is like Rehuda in regards to other fruit that there's no issue of shrit, there's no issue of shrit if the liquid comes out by itself if you had them for Achilav in Halacha Rav Huda However, the Allah is not like Rehuda by Zaysim Anavim since by Zaysim Anavim in general people have people in general use the liquid of these fruit therefore there, we have Xera that you're going to come to, to soak them to squeeze them out of Shabbos itself and therefore it is prohibited even if the liquid comes out by itself says the Lord says Rehuda in the name of Rehuda that Rehuda agreed to the Chavim that is prohibited in the case of olives and grapes because people want the liquid and the Chavim agreed to Rehuda in the case of the rest of the fruit that since most, most, most of the time people do not use them for their liquid. People do not intend to squeeze out, squeeze out the juice. Therefore, if the liquid comes out on Shabbos, Allah is permissible. So I asked the Gemara, Rabbi Yirmiya, or Rabbi my plea, so Rabbi Yirmiya asked Rabbi, so if you're telling me that the Chum agreed to Rehud, and Rehud agreed to Chum, so then in what case do they disagree? Our lady said back to me, go ahead and find out, go ahead and figure out what they disagree about. So Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak, Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak said, Mistavar Abeh, two Sarimayin and Plegi. Says Rabbi Nachman Yitzchak, it's Mistavar that they disagree in a case of mulberries and pomegranates, meaning the Gemara is going to say that there's going to be a middle category. When we have a category of types of fruit that in general their liquid is used, and people in general do squeeze out the liquid. So that's the category of grapes and olives. Then there's the rest of the fruit, the Shire Paris, which is the, the third category, which most people do not use their liquid. And there's a middle category, which some people do use it for the liquid, and, most, and some people don't use it for the liquid. So that's the category they disagree. So it says the Gemara, to Sanya, we learned in a bride, learns that you have oil, you have some olives, which some of the oil came out, or grapes, which some of the wine came out, and then a person brought them inside, brought the olives and grapes inside. The way Rashi learns, it means that originally what his intention was. So whether he brought them in, whether in general he wanted them to eat or whether he wanted the liquid. He ate them, and also what came out is prohibited. However, However, if you have these mulberries, that was some of the liquid came out, and the pomegranate, that some of the wine came out, and you brought them in originally to eat them. So he ate them, that the juice that came out is going to be permissible since the person is not specifically intending to drink the liquid, therefore it's permissible. However, if you take them out, if a person gathered these fruit originally intending to take their liquid, or even stam, if you didn't have specific kavanah, what comes out of it is prohibited to use on Shabbos. Even this middle category, by the case of Tusim Reminim, that 
even if the person specifically brought them in for achila, they are prohibited. The liquid which comes out is prohibited. Sin, some people do use the liquid, therefore it's prohibited. We make a zero that a person is going to come to Slita. Again, the way Rashi learned our Sigya was that when the person brought them in originally, he brought them in, Laichel Mashkin, Taisa Ray disagrees. Taisa says it's referring to right now what exactly he brought them in for, meaning after some of the liquid came out, now he brought them into his house. So now what was his intention when he brought them in? And also Taisa learns that when the Gemara says that the liquid came out, it's Rashi learned that a man said it came out by itself. Taisa Ray disagrees. And Taisa says that when the Brisa says that the liquid came out, it's referring to that the person actually squeezed them out and makes a difference because now we have more of a reason to make exerit that the person is going to squeeze out the liquid from the fruit. Quick, as we saw today, the Gemara on the Menalf, we finished up the parak describing the halachas of Mukta, where we saw that Bishamay in our mission held that a person is allowed to move the klipas and the gaizim, he's allowed to move the shells and the bones from the table. Basil disagreed. The Gemara flipped it around. The Gemara said that Rab Nachman said Basil held that it's permissible, that Bishamay held that it was Aser. And then we saw the Gemara on the bottom spoke out what you do with these pits of the dates. We saw different Amrayim, they're different on Huggets. Some of them used to spit them out, some of them used to throw them away. So they had different Huggets exactly how they would get rid of them. Then we started the 22nd Parakim of Shabbos, describing how the person's only allowed to save three meals when a big barrel breaks because they're afraid he's, if he, we allow him to save everything, he's going to. Get carry kalim to Rosh Hashanah, and then we saw we started seeing the halachas of schita, the halachas of squeezing on Shabbos. We saw there's three categories of fruit. There's a category which most of the people use the liquid from these fruit. Then there's a category which in general people do not use the liquid of the fruit. And there's a the middle category which we saw the Gemara and Maskana. That was a case of Tusin reminding the case of mulberries and pomegranates, and that's the case that Rabbi and the Chum disagreed. Again, these halachas are very again practically halachal ma'isa. All different types of fruit are allowed to squeeze lemon juice on top of food. We're going to see as Hashem more of the halachas of schita on tomorrow's daf. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.